Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Big Collective. I am Chris Jordan. This uh, with me is Paul Christoph. Good afternoon. Uh, Leon Perkin. Ahoy, ahoy. And from the other side of the world, Jeffrey Chi. Morning. And this is this is episode this is episode four of season thirteen. And for this episode, we thought in honour of the fact that our um, local pub, the Ale House, which is where we are right now is having their uh, yearly sour festival, uh, we thought it would be a good opportunity to actually talk about sours, because they're the sort of thing that, you know, we all, we all drink sours, but, you know, I, I mean, personally, I, I don't really think about them until it gets to that point where, you know, there's a whole festival of them, and it's like, oh, I have this sour, and this sour, and this sour. Mm. Um, and so I was saying to everyone off air that pretty much I had... Um, the stupid part, uh, I learnt this the hard way because the stupid part is that when I wrote out the pitch of what this episode would be it's sort of like, yes, everyone's first sour experience, everyone's favourite sour experience, and then that I saw, and then it slowly dawned on me that I can't remember what any of those things are Yeah, I think um, you know, also even just, even just dropping the term sour is so broad now because, you know sours really do range from, you know, anything from a lambic to a Belinda Vice to, you know, even like a slightly sour wheat beer or a sour IPA, so, you know. One um, tap has three styles. Goes there, lambic and fruit. Well, they classify that. I mean, it's not a yeah, classification, I think, but... Yeah. Mm. I think you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I looked through my untapped yeah. check-ins on the sour badge and had all sorts of things in there that I didn't One <laughs> yeah. on tap is, um, One beer's on tap at the moment is a dub sour with double IPA. <laughs> Yeah, which is yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. <laughs> Something, yeah, well, interesting. Well, well, yeah. I mean, what what defines a sour in a purely logical sense? Well, it's basically, it's like <laughs> yeah. more what we did with Bruce, wasn't it? Putting mm. those pills of whatever that lactose stuff was. That that's what soured. Oh. So as long as you but stick then, a souring yeah. agent in it, that's mm. one way to make any beer a sour. Yeah, I think what's confusing these days too is like when you're talking about sours, is this as a sort of an umbrella term, like you've got you've got beers that aren't, um, you know, they're not specifically sour. Like they might be a Brett beer, they might be a mm. funky beer, they might be a you know a, a sort of a weird yogurty beer or whatever they might be. And it's it's not necessarily sour, but the characteristics of the, the wild yeast and bacteria and things um, create a funk that that drops it under that umbrella in some way so you've got that and then you've got the specifically soured beers that are like undeniably sour as mm, a yeah. as a taste descriptor so well, well i mean well you mentioned the word funk i mean does funk mean sour as well not really but uh, quite often i think you know when you're talking about classic sours that have come from you know belgium or as opposed mm. to classic funk yeah, yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think I think when you're talking about those sorts of sours, usually the two go hand in hand because the sourness and the funk mm. um, are characteristics that come from that, like you know, mm. ye old brewing process. So I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like you, when Ale House will run, say, a funk sour and funk yeah. festival or a funk festival or whatever, there's a lot of sours, and then you know, run a sour festival and there's some funky beers. So it's they do kind of go hand in hand a little bit. But yeah. Jeff, what's your take on sours? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think, you know, when I first sort of started in the sours, and I, the, the thing about it is that they are quite, if, if you sort of go through your traditional um, 
craft beer hazing process. Um, you know, you start with generally with lager and then you move into pale ales, then you move into IPAs and then you kind of spend your entire life sort of trying to find something more bitter and more bitter. And so sour beers are sort of quite different. I don't think it matters which one of those kind of subcategories you kind of get into initially. You just, yeah, you sort of find yourself... Um, yeah, some tricky something that you go like this is very different and 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 in most cases like you kind of don't like it. Kind of like, I really just like you know this thing and 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 you sort of discover then that you know yeah as you move through and you sort of tire of the same brush and you move through you, as Leon says you know you discover you know the subtlety of all the different styles you know and, and you know I think particularly as I've sort of well I don't think I've reached you know deep pop but as you know. Um, you know, when we sort of got to having you know, our quintuple dry hops, you know, quadruple IPAs and stuff, and that gets a little bit tiring. I don't know why. It's like quite nice, like something like that is amazing to drink. As something you can actually drink for a session and eat food and taste it afterwards and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it is interesting. We had a um, one of our friends was here yesterday, and he's not a craft beer person in any way, but he likes you know, he likes a um, sort of Less hoppy IPA and less paler, so it doesn't like craft beers. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, sours. Yeah. So, me and uh, one of uh, not so special guests, Ben, were, uh, we're here with him, and we all we got sours obviously because it was the first day of the Sour Festival, and yeah, this other friend, it's interesting, like his first taste, just that look on his face is just like, you know, <laughs> puckering up, and just like, that's first, first, first reaction was that's not beer. <laughs> then, but not like bad ways, just like that's not any, like if you had not told me this was a beer, I would have not said that this was a beer. It's just yeah. so different to what mm, the average punter would say. Yeah. Sales can be so different to what the average punter It's a common think. reaction. It's almost in some ways, I think like the sour beers could appeal to more your cider drinker or your wine drinkers because of the, the characteristics and the fruitiness um, and the, yeah, just the, just the way that the barrel works with the beer the as barrel well. Age, red, yeah. red wine barrel aged lambic and he, yeah. he might have preferred that one. He's like, oh, this, this tastes like red wine. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Especially if they're barrel aged in, yeah, like a, you know, a Merlot barrel or a, you know, whatever it might be. It's, mm. You get those, you know, red wine characteristics come through, so... It's interesting. There's def- a definite crossover. Yeah, it's interesting when people say, you know, I don't like sour beer. It's kind of like, well, what are you actually referring to? Because that's what have you yeah. had? Such um, a broad term. And what do you like? Because there's always, I think I, I do feel like you know, sour beers. They're, they're, it's it's such a broad spectrum that I think there's probably one for everyone. You know, so it really comes down to um, the individual and their tastes. At the end of the day. Well. And that's, I, I guess that kind of hits a nail on the head in terms of, um, uh, you know, if, if you didn't, uh, uh, what, would them, uh, is it, does it get to that point where the moment someone sees that there's, um, they sees that something's called a sour, then they're like, yeah, I'm not going to drink that now? Maybe. <laughs> I, I think, like, you know, it's, it could be a scary thing, like the same way that if someone... Has a, has stout they don't like it. It sort of umbrellas that term as well. I mean, it's it, and I don't know. It, it, it also depends well, on how um, you know how a bar might um, label a beer too. Yeah, well, you definitely don't want to yeah, start. I think that's that's exactly. Sorry, you go, Paul. I was going to say you don't want to start your um, sour journey with what is the uh, 
the tour one we had that you said oh, was like the, licking the, the shandy. Um, the shandy, yeah. yeah if you're yeah. probably starting someone off on that, then they're probably a never. The, the New England here, shandy. A Lervig, yeah. Yeah, Lervig, yeah. No, no, that was too old. Oh, it was too old. Yeah. It was yeah. Le- not Lervig. No, it was no. the, the, the it New is. England shandy that wasn't yeah. hazy and was very much a shandy. Yeah. And we've just had Carl Campbell join us. Yes. But thank yeah, you to leave. Melbourne Public Transport for getting me here on time. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where my sour journey began, but the first beer on Untapped that I had that was rated as a sour was the um, Salty Kiss by Magic Rock. That's a sour. How far back are we going there, Paul? Yeah. We um, The day after Untapped was launched. It was. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. <laughs> Uh, and he had a hundred beers. Long was, it was the it was the first week I got untapped, uh, October 16, twenty thirteen. Yeah. In, the, in the beginning, there and was I gave, nothing. I then there was untapped. Stars. Interesting. View my check-ins. Where did I have it? I had it here. There you go. Then I had it a couple of years later at Beer Mash, and also gave it four. So Con- at least they're consistent, and it travels. Uh, I, think, I think mine would have been the Boat Rocker Goza. The it's at the I, I Ain't Afraid of No Goza that they did for Gads. Oh, shit, I remember oh, yeah, that. Okay. And oh, I yeah. did not like that at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the Anderson Valley stuff that, like, changed my perception of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think those cans, those Anderson Valley Goza cans, are still, like, they, they came in as, like, this, you know undeniable benchmark for like a sour but like salty goza that just like you know absolutely like smashed it and so many people were just like going crazy for those cans when they first hit Australia and I mean obviously we can't speak for the rest of the world but that hitting Australia was like kind of like that when the goza style like really started to like influence local brewers. Well interestingly Carl's mentioned that I ain't afraid of no goza so searching my 418 sours on untapped <laughs> by least least the lowest check-in to highest rated check-in guess which one has the lowest check-in at 2.75 I ain't afraid of no goza Tied with the Mayday Hills marmalade, but also that could oh, no, don't that, the Hills. that could be the timing of it and the polarizing yeah. factor, yeah. not yeah. so much the quality of the beer. Mm. If yeah, I switch that, it the other way around, high to low, that would be interesting. Yeah. It was the first goza that Boat Rocker had done. Yeah. probably the first one done in Australia. Mm. Yeah, like sour. I don't think would have bothered me so much. I think it was both, like the combination of sour and salty, and salty at the yeah. same time. So my top, I, I don't, I've only had one sour that I've given five stars. That was the uh, Grand Cru Second Edition 2016 from Almanac. Yeah, see, um, was that the, do you remember if that was the, they had two Grand Crus and there's one's like a red wine and one's a this white wine. This was the red one. Yeah, that one was, that one was this ridiculous. Was yeah. this it was, was so Cru. sour and so like viscous and silly, but. Well, even Lauren really liked that. Yep. That was actually yep. one of the, I think, three beers that she likes. Um, it, yeah, is that the fabled one that the guy um, kept on trying until she found the one um, Lauren would actually drink? No, no, this is just um, me making her drink every single beer I got at Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> that beer was so good, but I had a tasting at my house one night, and that was the last beer of the night, and everyone was really cooked. Yeah. And I opened up that bottle and, you know, poured everyone a glass. And then, you know, basically that was somewhere there was the end of the night and I woke up the next day to like three or four like full glasses. I was like, I drank oh, fine. But yeah, that hurts. It's, yeah. it's one of those, you know, sad stories and I was just thinking, shit, you know, why do I do that? But anyway. Yeah, that, that's, that's really sad. It is sad. 
But it's also, you know, that almost inevitable situation where you unfortunately make a bad decision yeah. at the end of a tasting. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, um, the guy who always gets out the really good beers at two in the morning. And uh, that'd be not so waste. special guest Ben. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ben, don't open it. Don't open that one. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I did that after a, a Mornington behind the scenes thing with my brother where they just gave us drink tokens and people were like, oh, well, I've got to drive, so I won't use these. You guys can have them. <laughs> They're like, oh, cool. They've got a Russian Imperial Stout on tap. Let's just get free schooners of that all afternoon. And then we got back, we're like, let's crack open this bottle of uh, Double Bastard that I brought back from Japan. <laughs> and then woke up. <laughs> like, oh, what damn. Else? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, just re- really quickly, it reminded me of a story um, a friend of mine had, like, you know, um, uh, like a Rochefort Magnum. <laughs> At the end of a the night, there was about three people left in his house, and he's like, nah, we're opening the Rochefort Magnum. You know, I think, like, he had a glass, everyone else passed out, and he woke up the next day just, like, gutted, you know. Anyway, sad stories. Yep. So, uh, amid all that, um, Jeff, what... Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on? Uh, can you remember your favourite sour? Can you remember? Um, I can't. I don't think I can identify like a particular favourite sour. I think my favourite sour experience. I mean, apart from the, I mean, Paul and I have talked on a number of occasions about, um, you know, each of our first experiences at the Cascade Barrel Room in Portland. I think that was sort of when I, you know, I think I kind of had that that mentality where I would see a sour on tap and go, ah, oh, I'm not really into sour. I'm not going to drink that. But then I decided I'd. Um, get my head out of my ass and sort of go, right, I'm just going to have every single beer in this place. And if I don't like sours at the end of this, then I can legitimately say that I don't like sours. But I think my favourite experience was actually um, Crooked Stave in Denver. Uh, I think I was there for like a two-day trip, actually on the way to meet Paul um, and his wife up in up in, up in in Portland. Story um, Yeah. They just do like all the, yeah, just do all these. I just remember, because it was also like I had my usual, I have 10 breweries on when I hit today at these times. So it was probably about halfway through. I was about half cut. And so, but I do remember they just do really awesome stuff. And I've seen some of their beers um, um, in London as well at a couple of bottle shops. But, you know, they're, they're, um, their Nightmare on Brett Street stuff is really good. And, they've, yeah, they've, like, they're probably my favourite sour brewery, I reckon. Well, interestingly, someone I follow on Instagram, just by complete chance, I'm scrolling through Instagram, not on the Brunswick Beer Collective account either, and a mm. can of uh, raspberry... Sour Ale by Cooker Savers popped up. Well, this stuff's sort of hit <laughs> Australia go. at the moment. <laughs> Who says that's not listening? Um, so, that's kind of handy. But Anyone listening in Australia, you know that you can. It's being distributed here now. So. Well, the where was the watch was um, at Beerman. Little yeah, yeah. Bama. <laughs> at Beerman. Four four weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, what 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 do we think in terms of like is the market now? I mean, obviously the Ale House has like you know the ten days of sales. But is the market ready for, um, you know, a frequent deliveries of sours, or is it just no. going to be a um, <laughs> occasional? Oh, yeah, I got uh, the sour. It depends. Yeah, like, what, what, I think it ever will be. It's depends on what the market you, you you're speaking about is like, because like if you look at like what Wildflower are doing in Sydney in terms of you know blending and releasing and everything, like you know their stuff's kind of in high demand at the moment. You know, like they're releasing things every few weeks. 
um, and that stuff's selling really, really well. Like I think, you know, I think anyone nailing like maybe barrel aged or fruited sours in you know traditional methods, um, I think the stuff La Serene stuff's going down really well. I think you know anyone doing it really well um, is going to sell well as well. I think. Um, it's just, you know, your more gimmicky sours or your poorly executed kettle sours are probably don't have the same appeal, obviously, as your more kind of, um, I guess, like more like uh, wild ale, barrel-aged, blended, um, more kind of that is wild, sophisticated is, stuff. Is a wild ale considered a... Is a wild ale pretty much anything? I guess wild... <laughs> I guess a wild ale is, is more of an umbrella to something that includes wild yeasts and is brewed in a certain like traditional way but it's, it is a hard it is a hard thing when you're trying to it's it's it always like talking about beer beer styles and sub beer styles always reminds me of when you're trying to like subcategorize bands and you know next thing it's like a you know uh, uh, industrial black metal punk duo da, 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 and it starts to get absurd when From you Sweden, you, you're pushing it down this narrow tunnel and trying to subcategorize it so much so yeah. I think when, if you say a wild ale that's there's a lot of things that could fall uh, under that I, I was so hoping that was going to end with an industrial <laughs> metal acoustic duo oh okay I should have done that oh well um, Jeff are you seeing like sours everywhere now or um, are they still uh, you know novelty where you are Sorry, is that addressed to me? I think yes. the lines broke up. Oh, sorry. Ah, yes. Yeah, I mean, def- definitely. I mean, you know, wherever I've sort of been, I mean, obviously traveling through the Scandies, kind of notion of, you know, every single type of beer there. But yeah, I mean, in, in, in London, definitely, you know, the, um, just the, the gradual, or the more, not just gradual, the rapid sort of propagation of, of, of craft beer, you know, has, has sort of incorporated all stuff. So, you know, at the, the draft house on the corner, there's, um, perennially sort of like there's one or two sort of sours or boses on tap and at, at, at most other places um, there are too but I think I think yeah I think particularly I think styles like Goza and Berliner Weiss and, and what have helped sours become a bit more kind of mainstream just because they are just that little bit more approachable they're a little bit closer to um, what people drink and I think you know again not uh, uh, too hard on you know that there are beers for specific seasons but I think you know the very unseasonably warm summer that we just had mm. in the UK. I think probably is not, not has not not contributed to. I think um, Berliner Weissen goes a lot cheaper to brew and a lot quicker to brew than like a barrel aged like lambic mm. style thing that takes like you know years and then you're blending and da 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 as well. So those sorts of beers you can whip up in the time of whipping up a pale ale or, or an IPA. They're pretty accessible. Like, very accessible, accessible and yeah. That. Um, although it, the weird part is that I hadn't even thought about Berliner Weiss as being a sour. Um, oh, really? I mean, I, 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 I know technically it's probably in that field, but to me it's like it doesn't taste sour at all. So. It's kind yeah. of like the hop thing, isn't it? It's really yeah. like, we think beers aren't hoppy and people haven't had hops. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, any parting thoughts on sours before we go off and drink some? The only thing I was going to say is it'll be interesting. We, we'll have to recap on this, but obviously, um, in um, 
only about three weeks from now we've got Swansea Day coming up. Mm, yes. So I think like that's something you know uh, once a year. Cantiana, who, who in my opinion are you know the premier lambic producers in the world, uh, do release their one-off you know specialty beer, um, and they've got a day at Carwin Cellars. So you know. Uh, perhaps after listening to this, this is something we can um, reconvene after that event and have a chat about because that'll, I think, if you're going to get perspective on sour beers, I think there's nothing better than having a day like that where you've got maybe six cantillons on tap, plus they've got an array of other things like some Hill Farmstead and some Jester King Spawn, etc., etc. So that's something that we could come back to and have a chat about. Zwanzi Day is going to be batch crazy. Uh, anyone else before we wrap up on this one? No, I'm good. All good, mate. Alrighty, uh, Jeff, we will let you uh, let you go, um, and we'll go off and drink some beer, and we'll let you go off and I feel like do you some actual we'll things. Go, so that was just a missed opportunity. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday. It's been a we'll long. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and um, redo that in the studio. Um, uh, then, in that case, uh, we will be back, and we'll say goodbye to you here, Jeff, and we'll be back with some beer. See you, dudes. See ya. Bye. And we are back, and we're on to our first sour beer, which I think this is a sour. It's definitely on the sour range. Uh, what is it? Yes. It is the... Um Mr. Blonde to 2018. To And the Mr. Blonde, because we... Did we do... Because I can remember um, years ago, did we do the um, another one of the Mr... Uh, orange, I think. We did we do orange? Okay. Well, Mr. Blonde... For context, there is Mr. of every mm. colour. Yeah. So to remember when and where you've had each one is like, mm. you know, a feat Impressive. in itself. Yes. Um, well, of course, yes. they're all named after Reservoir Dogs. Well, I've never yeah. actually had the blonde. So in, oh. in Untapped, there's just the blonde, which is no longer in production and now 2018. Which is, uh, I mean, I quite like because um, uh, I think... Um, uh, Carl, you were trying to convince me because uh, you said, "Oh yeah, you have to have the um, Mister Whatever." And I said, "No, no, I had, a, I had, a, um, I've already had." And you go, "No, no, but they have a new one every year." It's like, "Oh, oh." I now. think I think it was with Mister Brown. I was convincing you that you were like, "Oh yeah, no, I had it. It's a coffee brown." And I'm like, no, it's a cognac barrel aged <laughs> imperial stout. And it's like, "Fuck." All right. Um, what? How do they describe this beer? They describe it as. The goza brewed with vanilla peach and raspberry. Very to the point. For some reason, I thought, oh, vanilla, peach, vanilla, and raspberry. Yep. Is that right? Okay, okay. Yep. Interesting. Mm. See, see, what was really strange is, yeah, for me, I got like almost like a mouthful of like orange grapefruit peel. It was almost this zesty. Mm. That's that's the first kind of thing. If if you didn't tell me it was those flavors, I would have been like fixated on like citrus peel. That's what I'm getting. See, see, of course, I was happy the other way that didn't have any oranges. Mm. There's definitely peach. Like, there's undeniably, like, it's a a mouthful of peach. Uh, No, I... Uh, like I, the, this, it was it was weird that when that um, we looked at we looked at the board, um, uh, both Paul and I realised that we've had all of the beers on there before. Yeah, but well, the rotation is tomorrow, which yeah. is Monday. 
No, this is the last. No, also all the, no, all the, oh, sorry, not the rotation of all those beers coming off. Yeah, yeah. Today, yeah. Nothing but colonial from here on out. Um, so, um, what are people saying about it? Well, first, first, first comment is not in English. Rude. But we're all lecker. We're all, a lot of lecker in a lot of comments, so something something fruit beer so they like the fruit beer and they gave it uh 3.75 that was somewhere somewhere um, how, how long ago was that by the way? that was first of september oh, right. shit. so this beer is yeah super fresh or uh, andre p at clinic beauty beachy <laughs> four stars I, i'm i'm hoping that's the equivalent of dorovich pathology um, yeah, I hope so. that country is. It'll be like on the hop last year. Yes. When we were just checking into <laughs> whatever we did that this year closest. as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did that this year. It was it was awesome. You would have enjoyed it. Yeah. And this, uh, this comment, Dimitri, <laughs> Dimitri, I can't, can't read Russian, but uh, he's given it 4.25. I just like he's drinking Dimitri. it in a bottle. Um, there's not a lot in English. Uh, I've got one from my brother. <laughs> that's checked in at the Napier, but I know it wasn't at the Napier. <laughs> this is on the way to Gabs. Lovely. Four and a half. <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's a generous rate. That's good. Mm. Uh, right. Which gives us a good idea of um, um, what you think of it. Sorry, Patrick. Patrick N. in Lindhurst, New Jersey. Uh, don't get the low ratings. Nose is horrendous, all caps. But otherwise, I'm actually digging this. Fruits and flavours are all there. 4.25. No. Ali B, tastes grapefruity, 3.75. Uh, it, it, it is kind of like that Fruits of the Forest um, combination, where, you know, uh, you, you, feel, you feel like they're probably... Uh, I, Leon, I think you're totally no, right. I actually... I, 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 by the way, don't assume I don't like it. It's actually delicious. It's... Um. Uh, well, no, what I was going to say was that, um, like, like your original pitch earlier is sort of like, I feel like it should have um, orange and stuff in it. Yeah, it's and got a citrus kind of fruit basket-y. But I feel like that's, it's sort of the killer where, you know how that you'll get like, um, um, you know how there's like those super fruit, um, like V drinks or whatever, V8s or whatever, yeah. where they have like 20 things on there. And so it pretty much covers whatever you feel like you're tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, Guava tastes like, no, but it's got Guava Yeah, exactly, 100%. So, Moose O had this in Anglesey. Nice, sour and salty taste with fruity flavours. 3.75. See, for me, do you guys... If you were asked, is this a goza, would you say it's a goza or would you... Or would you see for me? I it's almost like a sort of a, a thick sort of syrupy um, fruity balloon of ice almost yeah. Yeah. for me more than a goza because I'm I'm not getting the saltiness I'm not getting like the coriander you would normally get with a goza. Um, no, I I dead on agree. I would I, I would drink it and I'm sort of thinking to myself like I definitely I don't know what I'd call it but I wouldn't call it a goza. If you haven't heard a thing we've said, it's just gotten very very busy in here all of a sudden. Yes, um, we'll do our best to filter it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Simon D had this at Hippo. Uh, Saisony tasting goes. Spicy and pithy, minimally sour. Almost think they've tapped the wrong keg. <laughs> 3.25. Mm. Sarah M at Vitamin B. Because I guess they're. No, it's, it's, a, it's a bar in. Oh, um, I guess that's Russia. <laughs> By the. <laughs> anyway, but tasty but not particular gozy yee 
Gozerini. Gozer yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how you would say gozy, gozish. Gozish? Uh, that could work. Anyway, 3.75, so after what we were saying, I'm going to find out where this thing is. It is, um... In the meantime, Carl, give me one more piece. Uh, Cane B. Very nice. Slight raspberry taste in the background. Very sour. Recommended if you like a sour beer. Four. All, all those are choice words. I mean, it is kind of one step away from it does what it says on the label. Yeah. It is sour. Has raspberry. Uh, yes. Is good. And if you're interested, Vitamin B is a craft beer bar in Sofia, in the Western Bulgaria. Sweet. All right. What do we think about this beer? Um, I like it. It has all the flavor, definitely peach and vanilla, hugely. So I really like the flavor. Um, yeah, not doesn't taste like a gozer, so it doesn't quite do what it says in the box. Mm. But I do enjoy it. I mean, Three point seven five, I think, for me. Um, yeah, so I think like it might be the raspberry when the raspberry pushes through with through the peach and the vanilla. Um, it, it it's it's almost getting a bit like on the sweet side for me and the, the only struggle that I have is that it almost has this like um, syrupy cordial vibe to it that, that, mm. that gets a bit on that the edge of my tongue like it's kind of I prefer more to taste like the actual fresh stone fruit more funk more you know so for me it, it does lean towards so the funk in this episode yeah <laughs> it leans towards the, the sweetest side of it However, like the fact that, you know, it's so rich in fruit flavours and, and does pour through with the with with everything it says, there's a bit of raspberry, there is the peach, there is the, the vanilla. Um, yeah, I'd say 3.5 for me. Um, Kyle? I'm going with 3.75. Uh, I really like it. It's like that vanilla in it is such a long flavour on the tongue. Like it just sticks around. It's got, yeah, the... The raspberry when it pushes through is really nice, but yeah, it very much hits what it's supposed to be. I, if it was a slight bit tartar, I'd probably give it a four. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's fair. I mean, what's scary is that um, I had this, I, ha I had this at the Alhas a few, like I think it was last Wednesday. Yes. And I did, re I did really enjoy it. I reckon I, I'm looking up to see what rating I gave it then. Because I feel like it's okay. I gave it a four. I gave it four stars when I had it last time. This time, I'm giving it three point seven five. I think it's already starting to lose some of its um, jive. Yeah, oh, that's not the wrong right word, but you get what I mean. It, um, the first time you had it, hit the mark a bit it, more. Exactly. Yeah. I, I remember just like, can, like going nuts over it. This is also, you know, it's 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 kind of comes back to what we're talking about with beers and and reviews and ratings and how that how the untapped reviews can reflect, you know, live live sort of um, tracking of the quality yeah. of the beer and, you know, you can see what people are rating it an hour ago as opposed to two days ago and, and see it, where it's at. And three, it's, sorry. Uh, 2,926 ratings, it's averaging 3.79. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fair. I think what you guys have gone with is probably accurate. I was maybe a little bit harsh. But that's more so my, own, my own taste. How dare you? <laughs> I think my own taste. I just um, when it when it leans toward the sweetness, that's just me. I struggle a bit more with the sweetest things. Mm. That's just me. But um, yeah, it is a lovely bit. Um, good work to her. 
uh, we we expect you know we, uh, we expect many more um, misters to come. Um, in the meantime, we're going to run off and get another beer. And we have our last beer for the episode, and it's it's very, 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 very fruity looking. What is this? What is it? It is the Hermitage Wild Blackberry Barrel Aged Sour. It's a mouthful. Do we know what what it's barrel aged in? For context, um, those barrels that are in Donkey Kong Country. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They've had donkeys in them. Sorry, Donkey Kongs. Donkey. No, they've had Diddy. Fruit. They've got Di- Diddy Kongs in them. Exactly. Well, yeah. sometimes yeah. Donkey Kong as well. You know. True. Trapped in there. Um, no, I have no idea what the actual barrels are. Carl? No, they do not mention what what barrels they use. I'd like to think it's biscuit barrels. Well, that that keeps us blind on what barrels they are. So maybe we we yeah. can't talk about the particular mm. barrels and how that flavour comes through, we can only talk about what we believe the barrel aged character to impart in the beer itself. I think these do taste like orangutans. True. What you clearly can tell is that they added a hell of a lot of blackberries into this. There's a notice on the nose, but not the not overpowering, hitting a jammy sweetness they say. They could it could just be more more your standard oak barrels. So it could just be because I'm I'm not tasting any specific spirits or or anything from the barrel character but I'm no, getting barrel I'm, I'm getting the woodiness but most of the most of it I'm getting just like mm. loads of blackberry yeah, aged in our oak cellar for up to two years okay there you go okay yeah I don't like, I feel like when these guys age in something that spirits they very clearly mention it mm. yeah 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 but um, what are people's first impressions here? Um, it's delicious. It's really good. It's um, so tart. Mm. Yeah. Really tart. It definitely tastes the blackberry. There's chocolate of blackberries in there. The nose on it's massive. It just kind of you know you know just even getting a whiff of it that you're in for something quite intense. Um, and it it you know a sip of it and you're basically it sort of hits you in every sense. Like hits all your senses at once. You know it's. Hits the back of the palate, kind of, you know, mm, mm, great. really mouth-wateringly sour. You just want to, <laughs> very juicy though. Yeah, quite juicy, like a very blackberry juice. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I really like this. Um, uh, but it seems like the obvious question is, what are other people saying about it? Well, Zach J says a lot of vinegar, yeah. but still, but still a nice berry flavour. Three point two five. Uh, KDW had this at Mr. West. Said, wow, like a delicious punch in the face. Four and a half. That's a gr- good choice of words. Okay, we've got a. Untap loading, untap loading, here we go. Josh W, don't know he had it. Picture perfect season for sour weather, and man, did this deliver. Space exclamation mark. 4.25. I don't, I don't know a very previous space exclamation mark, but I guess I'll let him go. Yeah. 4.25, so loved it. Adam had this at Brewski. Funking acidic as hell and so good. Four and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I see that argument. Uh, John H. Don't know where he had it. Or it's at his house, I guess, because there's a, a grater and a box of brillo pasta in the background. <laughs> Look, that could be any bar. <laughs> but, um, 
Uh, deep dark red, mostly clear. Smell sour. Taste very tart. Sour berries on the finish. A lot of flavours in the middle. I do sense the jam. Four point two five. Definitely don't know where he's getting the very clear from. Yeah, no, definitely. No, Unless no. we could have the 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 sedimenty end of the keg because, but I get the jammy vibe. It's very like you know thick, thick kind of blackberry jam on toast in in that mm. like. But it it is. Uh, I totally agree. It's definitely one of those things where the um you know if it, if it was more if it was thicker you'd put it on toast. Yep. Yeah. Got a JT at Aces and Ales, Tanaya. And I do know where that is because Jeff and I have been there. It is a craft beer bar in Las Vegas. The Fabled. Um, very good. That's where we first ever tried um, Founders. Oh, okay. The, um, Breakfaster. Oh, yeah, KBS. But they had KBS, but they had um, like 10 years of vintages. Oh, yeah. And they had all these stones and all these amazing beers. Like, very, this big bull just full of up to like they had um stone briz um i think the oldest bottle they had was like 15 years old it was they had this ridiculous tap list amazing wow. anyway i can't believe they only had up to 15 years old yeah it's just lazy <laughs> it was a really weird looking weird venue really on the outskirts of town so you kind of go out of leave the bright lights of vegas you kind of like you know strip malls and <laughs> single story houses you like and then you get to the venue and you got to press a buzzer Oh really? To, to get in there and they like check you and you're like seriously there's like a 4x4 four four at the side you're like this is like the intro like to CSI episode like we're going to get yeah. murdered the next scene it's everyone's checking our bodies anyway so uh, good normal work <laughs> yeah. um, super solid nice beer for a warm day good fruit not overly tart <laughs> so, 4.25 so this guy must have some um yeah, I wonder what he thinks is an overly tart beer then. You know, when, you, when you're, like, surrounded in, like, you know, a plethora of, like, American wild ales and everyone competing with one another, I'm sure, like, you know, he could have, he could have been on... What is he drunk that day as well? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. He could have been on some of the more extreme ones that you, you don't always think it's going to get more intense. Could have had a two little shandy. Yeah. <laughs> and this would be, like, not sour at all. Yeah. Uh, so James L had this, uh, doesn't say where. A tad undercarbonated, but tastes like a true sour. Fruity, sharp, and has some bite to it. I'd choose bottle over draft next time. Three and a half. And Hermitage actually toasted it and got back to him. Like, thanks for the comment, James. Wild Blackberry Sour was one of our first sours from 2017, and we're almost out. We're glad you got to try it. That's kind of cool. All right, um... Uh, if, if anyone has another one, give it to me. If not, um... Joe B at the Tide House Brewing Cafe. One of the very, very few low sub four ratings. Um, super tart. Blackberry flavour shows up on arrival, but quickly gives way to a very generic tart flavour. 3.5. I can believe that. What do we think about this? That's fantastic. It's... Yeah, I think we've described everything that it... <laughs> Is already. It's yeah. yeah, the blackberry, the juiciness, the tartness. It's well balanced. It's. I originally gave it four uh, when I had it on Wednesday, but I actually think I'm going to up it now because it's just. Yeah, it does it gets everything right? Four. Yeah. William. Four point two five. I'm upgrading. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I'm upgrading it from a four. This is really uh, as you were. Look at. It. You know, I, I'm probably on the cusp be between Paul's two ratings, and you know, if I could, I'd give it a 4.15 or something because it's it, 
because I'm, I'm a harsh critic when it comes to the ratings, but, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm, I might even meet you there. When it comes to, like, you know, this type of American Wild Ale, I tend to rate it against your Cascade, rate it against your Almanacs, and, and um, you know, those types of barrel houses in the U.S. that have a particular blend. Um, even Firestone Worker, uh, Walker Barrel Works do similar kind of stuff where it's very jammy, very thick, very fruity, but has that traditional kind of base character. Um, so I'm... I'll roll with the 4.25. I think you're on the money. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm with, four, I'm with 4.25. I love it. Super fruity, really punchy. Got so much sourness that, like, that's exactly what I love in a sour beer. Um, look, you guys have already um, gone 4.25. I'm going for four. I think it's. I think it's awesome. I just. It's almost too much for me to have. Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm drinking it really fast, but it's almost too rich for me in some respects. Um, So that's the only reason I feel like the tartness just needs um, a little less tartness. I think think what you're saying, yeah, uh, my only negativity with this type of a beer is if you could dial back some of that and then add in like you know for me personally like the funk and the, the mm. and mm. I keep bringing back the funk but the funk and the wild characteristics the like funk? you get from, from a lambic see that's where that's where I my head explodes mm. to the four and a half yeah, to fives yeah. I start to go whoa you know like and or, or if it was barrel aged in something like a like a wine barrel where you, you get characteristics of that wine that's where you bring in the extra dimension but in terms of just like the oak age, you know, blackberry, it, mm. it sort of delivers on every level. And, mm. and, you know, when you're rating things, it's like this is dialed up as mm. just about as high as you could get. You know, it's, it's full of flavor. And, you know, who doesn't like a good blackberry or two? Exactly. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, they've got the full keyboards and everything. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to leave the, even leave that joke in. <laughs> Um, on that note, we are going to finish up this episode. Um, uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been drinking a load of sours. We've had Jeff over in the UK somewhere. We've had Leon. We've Thank had you. Kyle. Evening. We've had Paul. See you next time. And we've had me, Chris. And we'll talk to you all next week.